Tanya Semerad, former lawyer and business leader turned coach. And you're listening to High Performance Made Simple, the show for people who want more clarity, influence, and well-being, so you can live and lead more courageously, unlock your full potential, and inspire others to do the same. Let's do this. Hello, my friend. I'm so glad you're here because in this episode, you'll gain self-clarity and finally be able to answer the questions, who am I? Who is the best of me? And who do I need to become in order to level up? Gaining self-clarity is really badass. Not many people can do this kind of work. Not many people are strong enough. Not many people want something badly enough. Not enough people want to make the change, a significant change in their life. Many people will not do this work because you got to dig and digging is difficult. It's painful, especially, especially when you haven't got to the jewels yet. So this isn't for the faint hearted. And I want to celebrate you. I want to recognize you. You're not the type who sticks your head in the sand, but you can be excused if your palms are a little sweaty. You know what I'm saying? This is a super serious subject, but doesn't mean we have to be all super somber about it. We can have a little fun doing it, right? Yes. So as Socrates said, to know thyself is the beginning of wisdom. And as I said in the last episode, clarity isn't something that just happens once. We have to begin the process of gaining clarity and then maintain it. And the best way to think about this process of getting to know yourself is gaining clarity one jewel at a time. Think of clarity as jewels, and the more you collect, the more clarity you get. So in this episode, you're going to collect your first few jewels of clarity by discovering who you are being, who the best of you is, and who you need to become to take your life to the next level. And when I say next level, it is progress, faster progress, more momentum, it's more meaning, and it's also bringing more joy to the journey. So what is the point of this gaining clarity business? What happens when you gain and maintain self-clarity? Well, you're in the world of knowing yourself. You know yourself better. You get that mental clarity that can feel so good. You feel good about yourself and where you're heading in life. You know who you're becoming and how to level up. It's not a mystery anymore. You're not just plowing away, hoping something good happens. You spend time intentionally learning building and challenging yourself. Gaining clarity makes you present in the moment, immersed, drenched there with people, seeing them, engaged in what you're doing and a whole heap more energized too. Gaining clarity takes your business and creativity to the next levels because you can actually apply yourself. You can apply what makes you unique what makes you memorable, and you do it in a way more relaxed way. And people feel that energy. They don't feel that weird pressure when you're all desperate for stuff. And when you're so relaxed, you can have more fun. You know who you are. You know why you're doing stuff. You're more relaxed. You can bring more of that joy to your work. Have a laugh more. Now imagine really enjoying yourself, really truly enjoying yourself while you work, while you're in your relationships. 
You're having fun even when stuff gets hard. And having more fun is not just for the blondes either. A big mistake I made in my early 20s was to get a head full of blonde highlights just to find out. I mean, the volume was great. And you know what they say, the higher the hair, the closer to God. But I confirm it wasn't more fun. It's not what is on your head that matters, but in your head and heart that counts. So what if you don't gain clarity of self? What if you don't do it? What happens to you then? Well, nothing major happens. You more or less exist. You go along with life. You could say you're coasting through. You're more likely to just focus on what's put in front of you, focusing on the wrong things too. You're helping other people build stuff without any vision or intention for yourself. You hope it just works out. You don't know how to make decisions, let alone be confident about the stuff you have decided on. So you tend to change your mind a lot. Without self-clarity, you doubt yourself more. And doubt is the killer of dreams. A bit like that scary movie series with the ghost in the mask wielding that knife in the window. Doubt becomes the loudest voice in your head, tapping on that window, telling you not to try too hard, that it probably won't work, that you don't really know what you're doing. And because you doubt yourself, you miss out on the right opportunities, the ones that come by and the ones you could be making happen for yourself because you're hesitating. You're waiting for input, waiting in the wings. You can't see yourself. You can't recognize yourself in the opportunity and feel confident about the decision. You can't commit. So without self-clarity, you rely on other people to tell you how to think, how you should feel, what you should do especially when making those important decisions about your relationship, whether to stay or whether to go, whether to start or or not, about your job, relying on them to know everything about you when you don't even know yourself. You're waiting for input about your business instead of following your own reference point. You don't have your reference point. It's in other people and that stuff always changes. It's It's anxiety creating when you live without self-clarity. You have no guiding light. You have no clarity jewels. So you're more likely to compromise on your values too. You don't know who you are. It takes way longer to reach your goals and your dreams, even when you have an inkling of what they are, or you never quite bridge that gap between where you are and where your goals are. And when this happens, people become bitter, not better. And I know you know some people who say things haven't worked out for them in life. They're not the happiest of people, are they? Actually, the biggest issue I've noticed in people who don't have self-clarity is that they're super prone to distraction. They're always off doing something. They can't sit still with themselves for very long. They need company, even if it's a doggy. And dogs are cute, no issues there. But without self-clarity, you rely on being entertained. I mean, who's walking who? (laughs) You become a distraction addict. Self-ignorance isn't bliss. It's battle. You crave more and more of that distraction. More TV, more social media, and that is an endless feed. Then a notification goes off and you flick over to the news. It's endless scrolling consumed by what other people are doing. You gossip. You read the magazines. You're addicted to constant activities. Excessive exercising excessive eating, excessive drinking, excessive gaming, maybe even a sex addiction. My goodness, you'll do anything to try to feel good, to fill the gap, to take your mind off 
what you feel is missing in your life. You escape your life. You become an escape artist. (laughs) Well, that sounds cool. It's not. Another giveaway for people who don't have clarity of self is that they're unable to meditate. I don't mean to sound harsh here. I do it because I love you. I do it because I want you to succeed in your life. I want you to be happy. And when you can't sit with yourself in silence, it tells me that you don't like what you're saying to yourself. You don't like what's in your head. It becomes difficult to still your thoughts. It becomes difficult to breathe sometimes. And so you just need to get out of there. Now, don't get me started on the distraction of drugs. The distraction of drugs as a habit in people's lives. Those antidepressants, recreational drugs, cocaine, MDMA, magic mushrooms, people numbing themselves, numbing the thoughts that they can't seem to control, numbing the emotions they can't seem to shake off when the real problem, in my very non-medical opinion, by choice, it is against my values to prescribe drugs to people, so I don't want to do that. In my opinion, it's that people don't know who they are. They don't have self-clarity. They're trying to make decisions today as an adult based on decisions and experiences they had in the world when they were teenagers. Using the clarity they got once upon a time in high school or at university to then dictate the rest of their lives. They set the plan up then and now they're doing the plan, they're going to stick to the plan and it's all the plan. But this plan isn't making them happy. So now they're turning to distractions to give them a lift, to lift their spirits. The thing about clarity is that we need to gain it and gain it and gain it every day. You need to be able to check in with yourself. You need to have those healthy habits set up that give you space to realign with the best of you, with your truth with your deepest desires. This is what high performers do. They have created that space to get and maintain that self-clarity. They're not playing the expectation game. They're not blaming other people for stuff that hasn't worked out for them. They're not saying, oh, well, it's the pressure that mummy and daddy put on me, so you know, I'm just, I just have to keep going. I'll tell you what, if I accepted the pressure that my parents had on me, I'd still be a lawyer. And there are many people in my circle of friends who are no longer with us because of that expectation, that level of pressure. But when you have self-clarity, you're able to make decisions with confidence in alignment with who you really are and what makes you happy. You're able to make changes in your life despite having started stuff. I studied law and international business and qualified as a lawyer. I was practicing as a lawyer, but it doesn't mean that just because I did it, I had to stay with it if it was making me unhappy or if I didn't enjoy the, the practice of it when I realized that it wasn't like the movies. <laughs> I'm allowed to make changes but, and I could do it with confidence because I had self-clarity. I understood the next steps for me. I mapped them out and that came, that started with the foundation of self-clarity. And it's not just work, it's across your whole life. You know, if I stayed in the relationship that was really loving, but kept doubting me, kept doubting my ability, kept doubting my ability to get a higher paying job, doubting my ability to start my own business, then yeah, I would be pretty pretty sad. I may even be depressed. 
But because I have self-clarity, I was able to make change. You know, if I stayed working in the same jobs I was in with average performing people, then yeah, maybe I'd also be quite sad and low then too. But because I've got self-clarity, I knew which changes I needed to make. I was um, almost knocked off my chair at breakfast one morning. I was sitting with a friend who has been struggling with you know, a lot of self-doubt amongst other things and has been on antidepressants for about 17 years, maybe more. I remember her, her dad looking over at me and he's a really, really sweet man. He said to me in a really sweet, really sweet voice, Tanya, you're on antidepressants too, aren't you? I couldn't believe it. <laughs> We'd created a culture of expecting people to be on drugs, a culture of people avoiding themselves, a culture of people numbing themselves. <laughs> Pops, this is an all-natural high, I'll tell you that much. And I'll tell you anything else you want to be able to get it yourself too. Because I believe that when you get this self-clarity, when you understand who you are, what you want, and what steps you need to take to bridge the gap between where you are now and where you want to be in terms of your desires and dreams and goals, you don't have time for distraction. You actually don't. I don't have time for so many things in life. I'm pretty cutthroat with where I spend my time, who I spend my time with, and I'm really dialed in. I'm focused on the activities I'm doing. High performers don't have time for distraction. And if they do, it is scheduled in. It is intentional distraction, something that is not related to the achievement of their goals or whatever it is. It's about enjoying some time, enjoying pop culture, going to the movies, doing normal fun stuff. Yes. You might be thinking, Tanya, this drugs thing is completely irrelevant to me and good. Just be aware that other people are struggling with the distraction of drugs. It may look fun. It may look like they're having the time of their lives. They may look really successful and happy because it comes with lots of bling bling and other stuff that they're doing maybe. And if this is you, if you are someone who is struggling with drugs or you're doing it because everyone else is doing it and it's just part of your weekend routine or something you do every now and then or it's just a little bit, I'm just here to remind you that you've got some other options. And I also want you to have some fun feeling yourself. Yeah, I said that. Finding yourself, feeling into who you are, what you really want, stripping away the expectations, stripping away the habits, just getting naked with yourself again and figuring out what makes you happy, figuring out what you want. Figuring out what lights you up so you can get excited about stuff in your life again so that you have so much good going for you, you forget to take your drugs. You don't have time to go out as much because you are building. You're building something that matters. You're building something that is important to you. You're building something that will serve the world in the way that you want to show up. The worst part is that people don't even know this is happening. Distraction as a habit is sneaky, sneaky. People don't know they've just hit a plateau in life and they just need more clarity jewels 
to go to their next level, to free themselves. My point is that all these struggle moments are asking you to get self-clarity. They're saying there's another level for your mate. There is another level available to you. You're not done yet. There's more you can think. There's more you can feel. There's more you can do. There's a higher level to serve at, even if you don't know what that is. It is calling you and waiting to reveal itself. So if you needed a sign to get clear on who you are, my friend, your struggle, your indecision, your distraction is the sign. And you're still here. You're ready to know thyself at this stage of your life, to trust yourself more, to step up, to feel really good about who you are and who you're becoming. So let's collect your first batch of clarity jewels with self-clarity. For the rest of this episode, you will dial into understanding how you're thinking right now and how the best of you thinks. And if there are any discrepancies between the two, you can start to understand who you need to become to level up. See? Yes, you're welcome. I told you this would be good. You will start to see how you need to think in order to go to your next level. Remember, that's faster progress, greater meaning, having more fun along the journey. I promise that in future episodes, we will talk about getting clear on how you want to have relationships with people, how you want to manage your emotions, and also how to manage tricky situations you find yourself in. But this work comes first. Self-clarity comes first because it is the foundation for all that good stuff to come. So if you're in a relatively private space, able to write or type, you are prepared. If you've downloaded the clarity chart I made for you, available at www.tanyalesley.com forward slash clarity chart, then you are ahead of the game, my friend. But if not, no worries. Let this episode meet you where you are at right now. Just use the questions that I'll start to ask to understand how you think and just answer them in your head. Of course, you can get the clarity chart later and capture your thoughts there before they slip. All I ask is that you put your device, your screens on do not disturb right now if they aren't already there. This may feel uncomfortable, but it's part of the discipline that high performers have cultivated. And you know, that's my favorite D word. They're reducing that distraction and it will only be for about 10 or 15 minutes. You can do this. Right. Paperwork is done. Let's get started. Part one of two. In part one now, we want to understand how you're speaking to yourself. And I've got some prompts to help you get a handle on that. First prompt. What did you think to yourself when you first woke up this morning? Did you think, oh no, oh, morning already? Oh, not again. I'm so tired. Oh, I really hate my job. Or were you excited to build something? Here we go. Another chance. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love my work. I love that I get the opportunity to do what I do. I'm excited to create today. What did you think when you first looked in the mirror? Did you see the stuff you don't like? Your flaws? Oh, surprise, surprise. Still fat. Oh, I'm not ripped enough. Oh, all this effort. Oh my, is that a new wrinkle? 
oh heavens, or did you greet yourself nicely? Did you give yourself a nice salutation? Hello, sexy. Damn, you're looking fine, girl. Love that look for you. Wise and full of surprise. What did you think to yourself when you failed at something, when something didn't work? Did you call yourself mean names? Stupid, useless git. Jeez, now I'm, now I'm really going to be found out and probably fired. Did you give up? Maybe this isn't meant for me. I'm trying, but it's not working. Maybe I should stop. Or did you take the self-awareness road, that ownership road, the challenging of yourself road? Something like, right, well, that didn't go to plan, but there's something for me to learn here. What is it? And how can I be better next time? Or did you talk yourself through growth? Hello, gosh, that hurt. That really hurt. I feel a bit embarrassed, but I know growth hurts. It's evidence that this is an opportunity for me to be better and I'm going to challenge myself to be better. How can I start today? Let's flip it. What did you think when you succeeded at something, something really worked out for you? Did you say, what a relief? Oh gosh, it worked this time, but I'll be found out sooner or later. Oof. Did you celebrate for two seconds and then imposter syndrome reared its ugly head? Or did you really acknowledge yourself, celebrate what happened with other people? I can do this, see? Woohoo! I can't wait to celebrate. I can't wait to bring this home. You know what? Let's raise the stakes. I want to aim higher. I want to do better. I want to serve more. How can I start that today? How about this? What did you think when you saw someone else with the shoes, the watch, the car, the house that you like but don't have yet? Did you get all peanut butter and jelly? Ugh, it's probably fake anyway. We can't all be trust fund babies, can we? Nice for some. Gee, oh, I feel so far away from that. That's just never going to be me, is it? I'll never be able to get that. Or did it spark some excitement, some celebration? Love that. Gosh, that's beautiful. Good for them. It must be so comfy. I wonder how I can make that happen for me. How could I make that happen for me this year? What would I need to start today? Final prompt. What do you think to yourself when you feel hurt or upset, offended by someone? What do you think to yourself when someone has really offended you? Do you play the blame game? Oh, it's their fault, not mine. Came out of their mouth. Well, if they changed, everything would be better. Clearly, they're the source of the issue. Of course I was going to react like that. Who wouldn't? They were asking for it. Or do you take the self-awareness road? <laughs> it might sound something like this. Wow, I feel triggered. I can feel that in my chest. My hands are feeling funny. You know, what is it about that conversation that triggered this reaction in me? How can I handle it better next time? How can I step up next time? Okay, that's part one, done and dusted, and you are doing so well. The inner work is simple. 
but I never said it would be easy. This is called high performance made simple, not high performance made easy because that would have been a dirty, dirty lie. If it were easy, every Tom, Dick and Harriet would be a high performer and I can tell you they're not, even the ones you think might be. For all my fellow perfectionists listening, there is no need whatsoever to analyze or dissect your current thoughts. This isn't therapy. This is coaching. Yes, there might be some crappy thoughts in there, but they also might be pretty darn good, especially considering the tough times, the challenges, the hurt you've been through. Now, we've had to be pretty badass in that part, haven't we, to really look ourselves in the eyes, really see ourselves for how we've been, how we've been thinking, because thoughts are the ancestors of actions. You've heard it before. What we think becomes what we say. What we say becomes what we do. What we do becomes our habits, the stuff we do automatically. So this is why we start with clarity of self. We did that exercise to get a starting point marked on the ground. No, it's not you forever, unless you decide it to be, of course. It's just you before, like the before in a before and after picture. So there's no time for self-criticism because we are moving on to part two, my friend. This part is the matter of life or death. The life of your goals, your progress, your happiness, or the death of them. Living with that little dead feeling inside, looking for distraction. Oh, it's heavy, I know. So let's have some fun when we do this part. And it's going to be fun because we're looking into your future. This from now on is about your after picture, the vision for you and who you want to become, how you want to be. Now is the time you've been waiting for. Now is the time you get to define the best of who you are. Now is the time you get to take a good look at your potential and who you can become at your next level. This is so great. Let's do this. What's one word that describes the best of who you are? Come on, I know you've got some. Maybe you've got plenty. You're struggling just to choose one. That's okay, we're gonna choose two anyway. But for this, what is one? Are you patient? Are you a kind person? Are you energizing for others? Are you super thoughtful? Are you calm under pressure? Why is that word important to you? Okay, what's another word that describes the best of who you are? Tell me, why is that word important to you? And now, what's a word that describes the best of who you need to become? What describes you at your next level? How do you describe the version two of you or the next version of you, the upgraded? Who do you need to become to be that person? Now, if you're stuck, think of something from your before picture thinking that you know you need to stop. Got it? Now think of the opposite. That word describes who you need to become. Okay, so what would happen if you lived this best of you word 
every single day starting today. How would your life look different? And finally, what is driving you? What is worth all of this struggle? Change is hard. So who are you willing to fight for? Why? So who is the best of you? Say your words out loud or if you're in public, whisper them. Absolutely own them. Remember, if there are any discrepancies between part one and part two, that is showing you who you need to become. It's showing you more ways that you can step up. It's showing you the gap between where you are now and where you want to be and building that bridge for you. So to close that gap, you need to take steps to become this best self starting today. So what can you start today? What can you stop today? Okay, my three words that describe the best of me and who I need to become are inspiring, authentic, and reasonable. Let me tell you why. Inspiring because I have to motivate and inspire myself. I own my own business. I'm a self-starter, so I need to move me. I've got to manage everything about my day, my business, my health, my relationships, how I move around the world, everything. So the word inspiration reminds me to be this way. It also reminds me that I don't have to do it all by myself, that guidance is available to me, whether it's from my coach, from my mentors, from my friends, from my partner, who I freaking adore. The word inspiration also reminds me that I can have new energy available if I want it. Because when you're inspired, you have this genuine excitement. You feel that new energy and it's available to me. I just got to do something different to tap into it. I've also got the word authentic so that I'm reminded to listen to and honor myself, honor what I really desire, not just what I think other people want me to do, what I think I should be doing based on the upbringing I had or whatever it was. Authentic desire is my truth. And when I bring my truth forward, it gives other people an opportunity to align with me or not. Now, this is really good for relationships as well, but we'll get to that in another episode. My third word and my stretch word for bridging the gap between where I am now and where I want to be is reasonable. Now, I also did the work just like you in part one, and I realized that I'm pretty hard on myself, not just sometimes, but a lot of the time. I set high, often unrealistic expectations of myself. And when they all don't work out to plan, because of course I've got my dreams mapped into yearly objectives, mapped into monthly goals, weekly stuff I got to do, daily stuff I got to do, hourly stuff I got to do. It's all worked out. So when it all doesn't happen according to my plan, I waste too much time focusing on what went wrong. Whereas when I see my word reasonable, I'm reminded to be reasonable with myself, to acknowledge the failure and more quickly move on to the solution. It's an opportunity cost to dwell in what went wrong. And when I move forward to the solution, when I'm reasonable with myself, it sets me up for the win. 
There's so much power in gaining the self-awareness you've gained today. As with most things though, we can either use them once or twice and forget about them or actively use them every single day. So don't keep on forgetting what you wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud. You open your mouth, let yourself words come out. You've got self-clarity now, my friend. You've got this. So your challenge, should you wish to accept it, is to decide right now that you will live from the best of you, the words you articulated today, that you will bring these best of you words into your head and actually say them to yourself, say them out loud, open your mouth, let the words come out before your time's up. Over, pal. I couldn't resist myself, right? Oh, there's some more. And you step back to reality, oh, right? And you get back into who you've always been. Nothing changes. It's another new year, another birthday. You're the same. So let's be smart about doing this. Use your alarm, your reminders app, and pop your self-clarity words right there into the label. I also love to have sticky notes of these things randomly placed (laughs) around the home. I like to think about my clarity of self words first thing in the morning before anything else. Once I become conscious that I'm awake, rather, once I become aware that I'm conscious, (laughs) I keep my eyes closed and I just think about my words and how I'm being them today. It's part of my morning routine, it's part of how I get set up. So please do this before you check your email, do this before you even poke your phone. Then, I have reminders set for lunchtime and 3.30 p.m. And these reminders are a little haven time. They give me a little check-in moment, an opportunity to get a cup of tea and take a hot minute to reset my mind, to let go of whatever's happened in the day and to refocus on how I want to be. I love hearing about how my clients' words have flashed up on their screen. Sometimes they've been mid-meeting. Yeah, pretty naughty to look at your phone, but they did the work. And it completely changed how they were in the meeting. It changed the conversation, which changed the outcome of the meeting. It is fantastic. I also have the words printed out and up on the wall next to my computer. I can see them. I'm continuously reminded of what I value, how I want to think, no matter what's gone on that day, no matter how tough my day's been or if there's been an argument or There's been a lot of pressure that I feel. So you get bonus jewels if you put your words up on your wall too. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you'd like to support the High Performance Made Simple podcast, you would really make me smile. Please share it with three awesome people. Maybe they're your mates. Maybe they're the people you work with. Maybe it's your partner in your life. Love up on them. Help them get self-clarity. It'll make everything so much better. (laughs) Kidding jokes. We get one shot. So don't miss your chance here to go up to your next level. To catch the latest from me, you can follow me on LinkedIn at Tanya Semrad or Instagram at Tanya underscore high performance. And I look forward to tuning in with you again soon. Ciao for now. (laughs) 